today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather and meet on today. And I pay my respects to the elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yo. Hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Keep Your Gin Up podcast. Oh, I am Jeff. And I'm Zana. And man, we got a goodie today. Oh, we always have a goodie though, don't we? Always. <laughs> we get asked this constantly. This episode is about our current nursing placement mm. because the messages just come through constantly when you're doing really cool contracts. Mm-hmm. And we love it. We love sharing with you guys. So I thought, hey, why don't we just like do a podcast episode about it? Yeah. What's what's it going to be on today, Zana? It's going to be on Thursday Island and nursing um, and doing a contract in Thursday Island. So kind of what you need to know before coming, if you're thinking about coming or kind of what to prepare for when you come for a contract or even just to come to visit, really. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a great episode and it's such a beautiful place. So we have so much to share as well. And um, yeah, it's a very unique kind of nursing placement, I suppose. So yeah, there's a lot to share today. Oh, it's been good, but I, I just was not prepared and I kind of wished that there was a podcast that I could have listened to, mm. to prepare a little bit more for this contract because yes, for example, the heat, but we'll, we'll get into that before we get into the episode, the actual episode. Can we just tell people where I'm actually recording right now? <laughs> well, okay. So guys, we, if you've listened to the previous episodes, we have still had to record distance or kind of distance, but still together. One, because I forgot a cord at home, a very essential microphone cord um, that is, you know, the only reason that we can actually record together. And I forgot it. So um, last time when we recorded our New Year's one, we recorded it both in the same room and it was super echoey in the audio. So we thought we can't do that to you guys again. Also, it just sounds terrible. So right now, Jess is in a closet. Mm, I actually am. She's, we're Jess in my has been in the closet for a long time. Um, if no one knew. <laughs> And I'm going to come out of the closet. No, I can't come out of the closet until the episode's no, finished. Okay? You can't so come out of the ruin closet. the episode. Mm. But I'm, yeah, squished up right now, feeling like Harry Potter yep. in my little closet home, um, recording an episode. Yeah. But hey, we do it because we love it. I know, we really do. And also, we actually didn't speak about this before, but do you actually have a spill the tea for this week, Jess? Um, no, but do you know what? I can just make it up because I do have some funny stories. Yeah, like, you, all had, the time. you had a couple that you had up your sleeve. I reckon just go for those ones. Oh, so this is because it's a nursing podcast. Like, I mean, everyone's going to enjoy this one because people are very curious about Thursday Island. But I've got some funny things that have happened <laughs> since I've been up here. Mm. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. So right now we've got a bit of a COVID outbreak going on at the moment on lovely TI. Like the rest of Australia, we're all getting bombarded with the old Omnicrom. And, um, I was delivering all these boxes to pathology and I felt so bad because they just been working overtime constantly. And so I like knocked on the door and no one answered. So I kind of like was unpacking the boxes for them and then they opened it up and I was like, Oh no, you're still here. They're like, yes, like forced overtime. Like we have no choice. And so I gave them all these boxes and I kept delivering them all these boxes feeling bad. And then I was like, Oh guys, I was like, you know, sending positive vibes your way. And then I was like, fuck, I'm giving them boxes of COVID swabs right now. And I'm saying sending positive COVID vibes your way. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> what an idiot, right? Definitely idiot. the only thing that you want to be negative in your life right now is COVID. That's the yes. only thing you want to be negative. Like you got, you can't be all positive all the time. You don't want that positive. You don't want that life. positive. No, no, no. And no. we've been surrounded by it. I mean, if anyone has been listening to our podcast for the last like couple of weeks, everyone's known that I've been surrounded by it and I'm still some mm. here, somehow, some way standing right here today. But um. Yeah, so I think I, I had my eighth exposure last week, which is wild. Literally, and these are like positive, like total positives that have and not been patients, surrounded by not you. like people that come into hospital that you wear full PPE. These are people who I've hung out with or live with. Like 
I don't understand how I'm still standing. There are many theories out there, but I also just wrote a blog about it. So if anyone wants to know my theories, you can read that on our Nourish Nurse Mm. website because it's pretty good. The Omnicrom doesn't want her. Did you say Omnicrom or Omnicron? Mm, Do you know what? What is it actually called? Omnicron with an N. Cron? Yeah. Or M. Oh, good Lord. We have a nurse up in here or what? (laughs) That's it with an N. Oh, learn something new every day. Oh my goodness. Jeez, I what? don't watch the news. That's <laughs> embarrassing. Please no one give me shit for that. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> um oh, what about the <laughs> I just realized there was another story where I was with a patient and we did so she came in for like typical cardiac chest pain and I was explaining to her like we have to do um a rat test on you, which is a COVID test because you've got shortness of breath and you've got some symptoms. Um, and then we'll obviously do some blood work and just make sure your troponin's not elevated, which mm. means you are having some kind of, you know, cardiac issue. Anyway, I come in and I tell her that a COVID thing was negative and she was like, oh, thank goodness. I was like, yes. Then I came back in and I explained to her that her blood results showed that the troponin was elevated. So it was a positive, which meant that she had to be admitted for some cardiac monitoring. And when I was explaining that to her, she thought I meant that she's positive for COVID. And I was like, no, I was like, no, 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 no. You're, you're like your troponin levels. And I was like, sorry. I was like, God, I nearly gave you a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) And then I kind of looked at her and I was like, oh, actually you are having a heart attack. That's that's, um, actually why we need to admit you. Yeah, you got (laughs) a heart attack right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so bad. So bad. Such a cracker. Such a cracker. You've had a few crackers. Yeah. This is all in space of two days. There was another one, but I can't remember it right now. Oh, that one was so good too. Well, the other one was? Yeah, the other one was really good. I remember you telling me that one was oh, awesome. But that- you, actually, I've just remembered what it is, but I can't remember exactly how I said it. Oh, bummer. it was someone that was wheelchair bound, though. Yeah. And I said, Oh, you'll be running yeah, out of here in no time. <laughs> oh, I did. I said, Don't worry, you'll be running a marathon in no time. And <laughs> I was be. like, She definitely won't be. I was like, fuck. Oh, it's all right. You- we are all human. Like we do all make mistakes. And especially people who have those things going on, they know that too. They're not going to be like, oh I my know. God, I can't believe she said that. We're oh, all human. It's just that thing you say, like, you know, we're like, don't worry. Like, you know, you're feeling yucky now, but you'll be running a marathon in no time. Like, it's I just know. like that saying. And then I was like, fuck, you're like wheelchair. So bound. bad, like, isn't it? Oh what man. An idiot. We do it though. You just do it with nursing. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, into this episode. Because honestly, I swear to God, I wish that there was a blog post or a bloody podcast episode about Thursday Island before I came up. I know people that have been up here. I know so many people mm. and I still was not prepared. How do yeah, I- well, i got to tell my spillity first, girl. You're cutting okay. me off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too excited. <laughs> I'm in a closet for goodness sake. <laughs> I mean, I actually didn't even have a like spill the tea prepared before this exact moment. But something exciting, pretty exciting happened today. Um Ooh is that my divorce, for anyone following along for my journey, actually finally officially got sent off to my ex to sign, which means that it's officially official. It's been drafted up. It's been posted off. He has to sign it, send it back to me. I have to sign it. And then it's officially, officially signed and I'll be divorced. Like, holy guacamole. Yeah. There's been a lot of feels today. Not the, like, it's just, it's a weird process for anyone who's gone through it. Like, I think you understand what I, what I mean, but for anyone who hasn't, it's like, it's the weirdest experience. Like knowing that at 27, you're going to be, am I 27? No, I'm 28. At 28. (laughs) (laughs) You just roll on doll into one. (laughs) Um, It's just a strange thing to be 28 and a divorcee. Like it's not something I ever planned on. It's not something that I ever thought I would have or be. And it just means obviously every time I, you know, if I ever get married again, every time I get married again, (laughs) how many times am I going to get married again? Josh, you can't get married, girl. (laughs) Each time 
I get married again, I will have to tell them and the celebrant that I've been married before and it's this whole rigmarole and then I don't know. Do you actually have to disclose that? Yeah, you like, do. Because they have to the ask self- if you've been married to make oh. sure that you're not currently still married so that you don't, you can't obviously be on the marriage and death's board twice. So they have to make sure oh. that you're actually divorced properly. Damn. So you have to tell them. And, and my celebrant that I had when I got married the first time or when I got married last time, <laughs> um, he was like, some people have said yes like when he comes to do the assessment, he'll be like, oh, have you have you been married before either of you? And the person will say yes. And the other person didn't know. Oh, and it was like the first time that that person had found out that they'd actually been married before. Like that is not a good way to go into marriage, guys. No. Just FYI, definitely disclose that. Mm. Yeah, disclose that little bombshell. Yeah, and also like I'm leaving um, Thursday Island on Sunday. So, I mean, it's kind of timely episode because by the time this comes out, I'll be almost leaving on a flight. Um, which is really sad. This three weeks went super fast, but it's been mm. an amazing experience. And we have so much to share with you. So much we've done in three weeks, despite me being in isolation for one of those weeks. Um, but yeah, where are we going to start? What's the first thing on our to-do list to go through today? Well, I guess like the journey to getting to Thursday mm-hmm. Island. Like, so we oh, we obviously came from Brisbane. So even though we're still in the same state, it was like a full day of travel. Long time. Yeah, so we got like the nine o'clock flight to Cairns. So you, you have to fly into Cairns anyway for wherever in Australia you are. You got to go to Cairns, then you get another small flight to Horn Island, mm-hmm. um, and then from Horn Island you've got to get a ferry across to then Thursday Island. So it can be a lengthy process. Yeah, doing all that, and sometimes flights get cancelled and whatnot because of COVID or because the plane's not full enough, things like that. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people, actually, a lot of staff members, if they go to like cans on the weekends off and stuff a lot of the time when they're trying to go there or come home their flights are cancelled yeah all the time so pretty much like the shortest time you can fly or like be kind of in transit is like getting on a flight at 9 a.m and arriving in Thursday Island at like 4 4 30 p.m and vice versa pretty similar going back the other way so it really is a full day I guess like taking into account waiting for planes waiting for boats all that stuff it is a long process um and kind of awkward as well because it's like kind of you fly and land at awkward times and stuff. So yeah. I would say just be prepared, take some snacks in your bag, um, take some stuff to keep you busy because you kind of will be waiting around a little bit as well. Um, have some podcasts saved. You also will potentially, most likely, probably fly Qantas because I think that's the only one that does it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so with the Qantas one, you can actually download the Qantas app before you go and you can actually watch um, movies and TVs like through the Qantas oh app yeah, through. the Qantas Entertainment app. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good one, girl. Good one. Share yeah. the goods. Yeah, so you can do that. Otherwise, just download the heaps of Netflix shows, some podcasts, whatever. Um, keep yourself busy on the flight. The second flight, so the first flight's a normal flight. Um, it's just a normal big classic plane. But the second one from Horn is like two people each side, so it's kind of like not as small as a Rex plane, but still quite a small plane. Mm. Um, but everyone's super lovely, and I guess because of COVID, everyone was quite spread out. So I didn't actually have anyone next to me. The entire time, I don't think. God, I don't remember, eh? Yeah. But, like, it's a bit awkward when you get to Horn because you kind of, like, you have to, yes. like, sit and wait for your bag. So you'll go and you'll either get um, you'll get a ferry either way, but there's a big bus that will take you from the Horn Island Airport to the ferry. And you'll either get on a Rebel ferry or a McDonald ferry. So it'll say it on your itinerary with your agency, which one they booked you on. But there's normally, like, a little board that will say your name on it. So you just say, hey, my name's Jess. Um, and then they say, no worries. And then you sit there and you sit. You sit there very awkwardly, like being like, so where's my bag? And the bag takes quite a while to get off the plane. And then they bring it around to the front of the airport. And then everyone just goes and grabs their bag and puts it on the bus. Mm. But it's like awkward because no one tells you that. So you're kind of like, it's so, so awkward my bag? because like, there's no conveyor belt 
like slash like that little thingy that brings all your bags out like in an normal airport like they oh, don't have tiny. that so you're waiting around and you're like okay so where's the conveyor belt thingy and then there's none there and then everyone's kind of already waiting around and they look like they know what they're doing so you kind of don't want to ask anything because you're like oh my god I don't want to be the weirdo that doesn't know what they're doing <laughs> I asked three times three different people because I was like I just don't know what's going yeah, on it was so odd everyone and was, the, like, the heat around. will hit you like you're like woo yeah and then they bring it all around and then it's pretty much just like a free-for-all they bring this trolley around and you like go like seagulls and try and get your bag on the bus so it's a bit random but you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It that's works. the first little part then obviously you go to the ferry port and either yeah the rebel ferry is a lot quicker than the mcdonald ferry but i mean whatever i just yeah. went to the mcdonald one because that's what was booked for me um it's not like the most amazing scenery i had a really crappy day when i first came across like it was a bit overcast originally oh. um you had a really pretty day actually. yeah mine wasn't that bad actually it's yeah, quite pretty, a creek like it's so you, literally across the water but it just takes a long time yeah definitely so then you arrive and then so only one of the companies i believe this is just all stuff that we like have just realized since being here guys we're not professionals at all so it could be wrong but what i believe is like only rebel do like a bus to get you from there and they'll take you to wherever you need to go but i didn't know that so i had a friend luckily pick me up i walked and got zana but you can actually call the hospital and there's a career that mm-hmm. can come and pick you up so if you call the hospital directly and say hey i'm a nurse i've just gotten here for a contract and i'm at the i'm at the ferry dock like um where do I go? They can send a career to come out yeah. um, and actually pick you up and take you to your accommodation, which is lovely. But you have to present to the hospital yes. first to get your keys yeah, um, and figure out where you're going. And then I guess next topic would be accommodation. That's always a huge one. Yeah. Accommodation. And I guess like, I guess if for some reason the hospital career isn't available or whatever, there is a taxi service, which I guess the hospital could give you the number for. You can find it online but just bring a little bit of cash with you because they only accept cash in the taxis and it's like five bucks a journey, five to 10 bucks, depending on how far you go. So just bring like, bring a couple of tens, a couple of twenties with you just, um, just to have as like, you know, handy to get you home, either getting off the ferry or after a night out or something, just yeah. have some extra cash lying around. Yeah. hundred percent. But Otherwise, yeah. Accommodation, you get your keys at the hospital, which um, for anyone who's done travel nursing before, like that's pretty, pretty standard and normal for a small, small place. Um, so they have all that organized for you. They'll kind of tell you where to go. Again, the hospital courier will probably drop you at your accommodation or otherwise, um, if you're in the group share accommodation, which is where I've been, it's literally across the road. So, um, you just cross the road and you're there. Yeah. And that one's called group share. So group share, like they call it like a backpackers as well. Yeah. It's just like a big house with like four different sections and you've got like a middle section of like a lounge room. And there's like, what, four bedrooms on each side? Yeah, so eight bedrooms on each level, um, four bedrooms on each side. So each each side shares a kitchen. So four people share a kitchen and a dining room, I guess. Um, and then both sides, so the eight people that are there share the living room. Yeah, it's um, a cool little setup. I yeah, think it's, really it's definitely not as like, I know it sounds like it's a hostel and it's like this, you know, run down like tiny place it's not actually it's not actually like a hostel it's just because there's so many rooms in there your room's actually quite large you've got a lot of space to do things in there I did some yoga in my room as well when we were yeah, isolating and whatnot. um so there is quite a lot of room in there to you know do what you want to do and the kitchen's pretty large it's got three fridges as well so like there's heaps of space for food and and all that and whatnot so yeah, yeah. I think they do a great job in terms of accommodation here like yeah. so there's the, that one which is group share there's one called the batch which is like a little bit further um from the hospital and that's like basically like four bedrooms and everyone's got their own bathroom and then they share a kitchen and a and a lounge room it's a bit smaller yeah um but that's really social otherwise I'm on the other side of the island so I'm a little bit of a walk to the hospital just because it's so hot it like you kind of die Mm. but 
it's doable and it's you know it's free accommodation in the, the day so i'm very grateful but um all have aircon which is lovely very basic setup you get hospital blankets just you know so if you are someone who likes to have nice sheets and whatnot bring your sheets yeah. and bring your pillow if you like i like to bring my pillow normally but i forgot um but yeah it is very hot here so you really won't need that many blankets yeah so I think like if I if I was doing it again would which like I mean I'm already in the group share but if I was doing it again I'd probably like ask for group share even though like obviously COVID central wasn't the best place to be for for, like COVID because everyone was like dropping like flies because we're all I guess sharing facilities and there were so many of us in there um but it's so close to the hospital like you literally can leave two minutes before work like I leave it like 6.55 to start at 7 and that's only because I'm like extra cautious about time like I don't like being late but you could actually leave two minutes before you could even leave at 7 and you could still get there by 7 like it's (laughs) so so close yeah Um, and it's so gorgeous it's like right on the beach as well like it's just absolutely stunning so yeah the accommodation like a lot of people that seems to be a question that everybody asks yeah it's like you know what like I've been in much worse like I've been in some really shitty accommodation and I've lived in like old nursing um, what are they called? What is it called? Nursing quarters. I've been in like nursing quarters <laughs> and there's a hundred percent ghosts and stuff there. Like it's yeah. hours. And I've had like a single bed. Like we actually have double and queen beds. Yeah. Here, so pretty damn spoiled. Yeah, and so if you get you, super Rosanne. lucky, you can get the ones like the ones on Victoria road. I think it's called. They oh, literally stunning. have uninterrupted ocean views. Like you're on an, you're in an, like an apartment building. Um, yeah. And some people get super lucky and get those, especially if you're doing longer contracts. And actually another thing about accommodation is even if you're not coming here for a specific nursing or like agency contract and you're coming for an actual Queensland health contract, your accommodation is also free. Everyone who comes and lives and works on this island gets accommodation for free. Yeah, especially so, in the healthcare division for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, guys. But yeah, the longer the contract you do, the better accommodation that they will supply yeah. with you. So if you're just doing like a two or three weeker, you'll just get pushed whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you are there for a little bit longer, then they will kind of give you a nicer spot, Um, which is really nice. So yeah, yeah accommodation, mm, I rate it 10 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, group share hasn't been the best experience for me, but like being as that close to the hospital and literally being right on the water, I mean, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And I think if COVID didn't like come and interfere and yeah surround you, then it probably would have been a nine or ten. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um oh, yeah. so that's just accommodation. Um, the heat. Let's just talk about the heat. Ooh, on it. <laughs> it's hot here, but it's so hot. Like I'm just literally covered in sweat all the time. Like I get to work and sweat hardcore. Yeah. Actually, a good tip is like when you get to work, if you go into the medication room, there is like a air conditioner in there that blows into your face and you can move it. And I like yeah. sit down and I literally like put my armpits up it's and like I pipe. like oh, it's a big, yeah, it's a big like movable pipe. Yeah. And I like put it under my bloody scrubs. I'm like, come on, like, cause I'm sweaty. I'm so slimy. She's sweaty, Betty. So nasty. <laughs> what about yesterday? Oh no, this morning when you saw me. I know. Oh, no. I'm on night shift right now. Titty sweat. I had, yeah, I had under titty sweat. I had armpit sweat. I had back sweat. It was quite a Yeah, sight. so actually bring some, maybe some black scrubs. Oh, yes. be an idea because navy scrubs, you can see everything unless you buy dark navy. Yeah. And thing is, they're very relaxed here with uniform yeah. codes. So you don't have to wear your agency tops. You know, if you want to wear like some colorful scrubs, um, a lot of people wear colorful scrubs because yeah. they have like Tropical Friday and like, you know, fun shirt themes. Um, everyone's got wicked uniforms, but yeah, black yeah. would be ideal for sure. <laughs> and even some, like some people have some really sick indigenous polo tops too. So like oh, they're so really cute. cool too. You can kind of, you can wear polos as well if, if you prefer polos too. So they're pretty relaxed with, yeah, in terms of uniform and whatnot, probably because it's so hot. And then they have this yeah. thing at the moment called the fever clinic. And that's actually like swabbing and testing for COVID. And it's outside in this like 
hallway outside the hospital that has no breeze and then getting into PPE in like 35 degree weather with like 100% humidity is it's not nice. Yeah, it's 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 quite a sight as well. You're yeah, like you're covered in sweat. It's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so please be mindful of the heat. Like it is it is it has affected me a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Um, especially because it's very draining. So you can like you know your energy levels are actually quite low. Because, yeah. Like, when you're like walking around all the time, a lot of people have told me this, and I definitely think it's true. But like the you swell, like you actually swell because you're here. so dehydrated too. Yeah, it's crazy. But like my ankles feel like swollen and like. Yeah, the heat is bad. Yeah. So definitely when you're when you're packing clothing and stuff to come here, be mindful of the heat, but also with clothing, be mindful of what you're wearing because you are on Aboriginal Torres Strait land and you do have to be respectful. So things such as, you know, having your boobs out or like wearing short shorts, things like that, it is quite frowned upon here. So, you know, obviously you're living on an island for a while and you want to pack all your island stuff, but just be a little bit mindful of yeah. like, what you're doing in terms of like how much skin you're showing and something that I didn't know I guess before coming here um luckily I didn't bring one but you aren't actually allowed to wear bikinis on the island um Mm -hmm. I had already bought one piece anyway but apparently people who actually I haven't swim swum on the island myself I've only swum on the outer islands but um the islands here a lot of people wear t-shirts and stuff when they're swimming isn't that right yeah, 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 and also I think as well as it's a good safety thing because there's like a lot of jellyfish and stuff in the well, water. Yeah. But we um, saw heaps of them. Jesus, yeah, heaps of jellyfish. But mm. um, yeah, so if you are going to be going to the pool here, there is a local pool. Um, but then also the beach, then do not wear bikini. Okay, do not yeah. do it. You can bring bikinis so that when you're going to the other islands, you can wear a bikini. Um, but when you're here, just be respectful. Wear a full piece and some shorts or a top or something. Yeah. Um, and just be like just more mindful of your clothing for sure. It's also because it is so hot and the sun here is so strong you can be out in the sun for belly even that like like a long amount of time and you're so sunburned and your skin's so exposed so even just like for the sake of walking around I prefer wearing a t-shirt and stuff because yeah. it like your shoulders just get burnt to crisps and we also got so burnt going out to this like this island the other day went to a couple oh, of islands I'm so crispy we were on the boat I mean to be fair we were out for maybe six hours or maybe seven hours um, but none of the kind of outer islands have much shade. They have trees and stuff, but for some reason, the beaches aren't really covered or anything. So it's very hard to find shade. So wherever you go, please bring a lot of sunscreen and bring some stuff that covers you. I know it's super hot, but it also like helps having something that will cover you like a long skirt, for example, or a yeah. like a longer t-shirt, something that you can wrap around your shoulders in case you get really hot. And also if you do have room or even, um, try and find one while you're here but getting an umbrella jess has been walking to work oh, with an umbrella i look as well. stupid eh? but yeah it keeps the sun away from her a little bit more so that's a good idea too yeah i have the umbrella up when i walk to work because like then i'm only battling the humidity like i'm not having to battle the sun touching my face yeah <laughs> if you're dealing with the heat of the sun on your face as well as the humidity you're just like it's just yeah <laughs> there's, there's something about the sun here it is really burny like it it is so strong "Ah." and especially when it is 35 degrees and you have the humidity on you as well it is like walking through a sauna with like a stream of sun right on you at all times it's 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 hot man freaking nasty yeah but um and also i like i'm very sensitive in my hairline like i always get sunburn and it just looks like i have raging dandruff all the time like raging dandruff and i'm like it's sunburn bring a walking hat bring a beach hat bring a one for the the boat bring everything 100%. 100%. Mm. Please do God do that. Okay. All right. Anything else with the clothing? I'm trying to think. Oh, God. If you're a girl, like, and you've got a bikini, bring out, is, is it called kimonos? What are those, like, little, like, over little 
things that you put over your shoulders. I, don't I just know. bought some for Fiji because we're going to Fiji soon. Over your shoulders? Yeah, it's called like a kimono. Or like, it's a, like a sarong, but that goes around your waist. No, a sarong that like goes over your arms. Like it's, okay. it's kind of like a big, big ass t-shirt, but pretty. Right. Okay. Yeah. Have one of them, man. They're great. Yeah. Like a pretty beachy style one because then yep. if it gets too hot and you want to be in your bikini on the islands that are like surrounding islands and you can just chuck that on and just protect your damn shoulders. Yeah. <gasps> I just thought of something awesome what? to bring. Go online and get one of those Yeti stubby. Yes. What are they? A stubby cooler thing? Yeah, stubby cooler. Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone has them here. And I just, oh, because your beer and your drinks get so hot so quickly. Yeah. You have to drink so quick. Those things are seriously amazing. They're only 40 bucks online. And we, me and Zana couldn't do it because we're obviously here for yeah, a short time. Yeah, it's my one regret. Do not think that you can just order something when you're here and it's going to get delivered. It will take weeks and weeks and weeks to get here. Yeah. So if you're only here for like, say, eight week contract, like don't do it. No. Just bring it. <laughs> But yeah, they're not just like little plastic or like little cloth, like beer covers. They're proper insulated beer covers. And literally one of our friends said that she left her beer in the boat like for hours and she came back and it was still cold. Yeah. She said it like, it, it tasted like she just got out of the fridge. I was like, it's Oof. so funny though, because Yeti is like one of the biggest brands here. I think like maybe five or six of us at work have the exact same Yeti water bottle and it's also the same color. They're all turquoise. <laughs> We've all had to put different labels on them and stuff to make them stand out because we all have the same water bottle because Yeti is just such a good brand. I've had a Yeti water bottle for years now and it's just so, so good. They, like it keeps ice cold for like 12 hours. I would I'm not so go past jealous. Yeti brand at all for like camping stuff. Like that is the go-to for sure. Damn. And that's Yeti is Y-E-T-I. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm 100% going to buy that mm-hmm. for sure because – it's just been one of those my big regrets. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing. Okay, so on time off work, you have the opportunity. Usually, like everyone here has boats. That's just like the thing you do on days off. You go on the boat, yeah. you go fishing, you go exploring, and get yourself a dry bag. Oh, yes. 100%. Because you can't be going on a boat with just like a random bag because you've got to protect your stuff. There is water that's going to fling you in the face. Mm-hmm. I've been smacked in the face so many times by... It's water. also a tropical island and it rains at the drop of a hat. Yes, it does too. Yeah. So getting a dry bag, with, even if it's just a small one to put some valuables in, um, just get one 100%. Yeah. Please do it because I wish to God I had done that. Yeah, they're awesome. And then saying that actually with the rain, um, it can go from zero to 100 in like five seconds. And the amount of rain that falls in a short period of time is like torrential. Like I've never seen oh, yeah. rain that torrential in my life. I walked across the road from my accommodation to work my I was soaked to my underwear and to my socks my shoes were like literally soaked to the core and I literally only walked across the road so bring an umbrella if you can pack one in your bag or pack a little like I don't know a small one that you can fit in your suitcase bring one that's the one thing that I regret bringing but luckily one of the um nurses left and left me her one pretty much when she left so that worked out super well for me yes um, that was so funny you were absolutely yeah but it that day. Get, like flood within like 10 minutes here so God, what a crack It's up. pretty crazy. It's crazy weather, but you can always call the courier if you're coming to and from work um, in those instances. They can come and pick you up if it's, you know, bucketing down outside or whatnot. Yeah, like me under the tree the other day. Yeah, Jess I was had walking to wait under the tree while she waited for the courier because it was literally torrential. It just um, came out of nowhere, man. It was just like. It does. <sighs> it does come out of nowhere. It's wild. It's saturated. Mm. Ugh. All right. Another one. I've just, I'm just like, I'm just throwing you these just all fire out them there off. as I think pew, of them. <laughs> um, is the food. Um, when you get here, like everyone seems to arrive here on a Sunday afternoon, which is bad timing. Bad. Because 
we have a grocery store here called Ibis. It's the main one. There's two little ones, but I don't actually know where they are. But the main one is called Ibis and it's on the main street on Douglas Street. And it closes at 3 p.m. on a Sunday, mm. which means you're going to get here like at 5 p.m. or something and you can't get groceries. No. No groceries for you. So make sure you bring some food for your first day of work, um, even just for like two days worth of work because yep. you're going to be stuck and you're going to have to try and start work and then try and sort all that out and battle this heat. Just bring something super simple. It's kind of like everything's quite expensive here for you, just your basics. So I bought like a packet of pasta, a packet of aborio rice and a packet of pearl couscous just as like basic things to like make shit out of because that's a, just a good base for anything really. Mm. Um, so they're always good. And then just bring a thing of pesto sauce or something if if it's like, you know, just yeah, something easy to make. Brought that. Like for example, a little tiny can of like green seas or like John West tuna will cost about $3.50 here. Yeah. Just a small one. Um, a loaf of bread here is about $8. Yeah. So that it just, it's very costly, a lot of things. So, um, but yeah, be mindful. in terms of bread, sneaky little trick if you want to save money, buy stuff that's in the frozen section. The bread in the frozen section is four bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. Sneaky ass, hey. There's obviously sneaky. the old bread that they put in the freezer so that you probably can't defrost it and expect it's going to be fresh. Mm. Probably going to have to just freeze it. But yeah, all groceries here are quite expensive because obviously they're imported. But then again, like the vegetables that they do have are really tasty because I think they're like, yeah. they're probably grown here or like not, I don't even know what. But they're the quite, avocados are great, to yeah, be honest. I've actually loved the avocados. So good. I don't even know how many avocados I've had since I've been here, but I reckon it's definitely over 40. Like, 40? I literally buy five avocados a shop. Holy shit balls. Yeah. I literally haven't half an, I mean, how many wraps have I been eating I was wondering here? why you looked like an avocado recently. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a beetroot, not an avocado. Yeah, true. <laughs> I actually look like a beetroot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she got so burnt. Mm. Eek. I'm very crispy. But if you do get burnt, just put cold compressors on your body and yeah. actually cover your body in Greek yogurt. But just 100% swear by it. Don't underestimate the sun, guys. That's my one tip. Do not underestimate it. It will burn. You will get burned. Oh, nasty. But I've been drinking like four liters of water a day. I'm just trying to rehydrate myself. Yeah. Um, and I've stayed away from that sun. But mm. I've also been on night shift, so that's definitely helped. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So we talk about food. Um, okay. Water. Hubs. What did you say? Water. Water? water here drinking from the water like the taps and stuff i drink from the taps. yeah so some people will say that they get quite funny tummies and like get a bit sick from the from the water and the taps and you kind of get the runs every now and again quite randomly with no kind of explanation that seems you to get the squits everyone. for sure everyone gets the thursday island squits. yeah so i got it the first day i got here because jess made me a sandwich which was a very you know a very acceptable non-squitsy sandwich i don't know what happened but we went to the non-squitsy <laughs> We went to the pub after and I was drinking the beer and I was like, oh God, I think I got period pain because my period was due. And I was like, oh no, this is not period pain. I'm not going away. This feels like poop pain. Yeah. And I had to go up to the toilet in the pub and I was like, oh yeah, no, no. I got the squits. I got the runs, girl. What's happening? I was like, yeah, must have been your sweating. sandwich. Mm-hmm. She was sweating and everything. Yeah. I was like, Phew. but after that, I was good to go. I was fine after that. Just got to, just got to get it out. Just defecate that out of your body. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little another thing while you're here. Maybe bring some probiotics with you because you might get a little bit of the runs just because everything's a little bit different, you know? Everyone gets it. Everyone gets it. Yeah. That was a great sandwich, though. I, I spoiled you with that sandwich. sandwich. Mm, tasty. Until someone stole the other half. Right? Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> someone actually anyway, did. Um, there is some pubs here. So mm-hmm. the two main pubs, we actually found out the other day there's four pubs on the island. Yeah. Didn't know that. But the main two that you'll go to, one called the Torres and one called the Grand. Um, they're both super social. Everyone goes to the grand for like a meal and like a couple of bevies. Mm-hmm. 
and then they always go to then the Torres after. They both do food, but damn, the grand food is so much better. Yeah, in my opinion, it is. And the pizza, I like really loved that pizza. I had it for dinner, then I had it for lunch the next day, and then I had it for lunch the next day again as well. Damn, you did like that pizza. Oh, it was so good. What else did I eat? Oh, the burrito. That was a good, mm, that was a they've good got burrito. Good special. And, and they're 4X Gold's five bucks. So, I mean, mm. can't go wrong, really. Yeah, beers and drinks actually are pretty cheap here. Like, good price considering the island's, like, very expensive in terms of groceries. Yeah. The beer, very good. And if you're not really a beer drinker, well, just become a beer drinker because it tastes so good on this mm. island. <laughs> it's kind so of like hot. all you really crave as well, like, when you're in such intense heat, it's just a really cold beer. Like, mm. there's really nothing better. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Yeah. I am just quickly interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about an amazing little deal we got for you guys. It is called Baby Pink Gin, and it is such a beautiful little gin that we got um, a bottle f- sent to us by Baby Pink Gin. It is D bloody licious. It is pink. It, it stays pink in your drink, and it is beautiful. And we have a discount code for you. It is Gin Up Podcast in the checkout for 15% off. They have these cute little cocktail packs. They got little date night packs. It's definitely something you should get on ASAP. And we will get back to the episode now. All right. What else? What else is the most important thing? Well, I wanted to go through some like nursing related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the terms and stuff for different equipment, different things that like you experience as a nurse, because they do have their own language here that is Creole and they use certain words to, I guess, identify things, um, which you learn as a nurse as you go along. So there's a couple of things that are, I guess we could talk about it. What do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now, just remember as well, like this isn't an episode about like talking about the culture or anything like that. No. This is purely an episode of like our nursing experience here on Thursday Island, just to tell other colleagues or people that are interested in Thursday yeah. Island in terms of nursing. So we're literally just explaining our experiences and things that we have learned just yeah. while being here. Okay. So just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, so how do you even start it? So I guess the layout of the hospital. So it's actually under construction at the moment. And I think it will be for the next year at least because it's like, it's hard to get builders here and stuff to because it's so far away. Oh yeah. Um. So there's like, at the moment, you've got a small ED that's connected to the ward and you've got two resus beds and three consultation rooms um, where you can see people. You can have busy days, but you... But like, it's not busy when you obviously compare it to a tertiary hospital, but when you're on such a small island, you have to do everything as in like, you're like, you're like the admin girl as well as the nurse Mm -hmm. and trying to do primary healthcare at the same time. So it it kind of is a lot, like even printing labels and like having to sign people through the system. I'm not used to doing all that. It takes forever. (laughs) Yeah. You're the triager. You're also the one that puts in the cannula, takes the blood, does the ECG, does the obs you, and then you go back and enter that all in and then you have then to you go put print, their medicare details through. yeah <laughs> like you gotta you do gotta all that you gotta print do everything. Out their labels you get their meds ready if they're going to be discharged from there you can give like meds straight from the pharmacy there yourself it's full like primary health care i guess in an emergency so it's pretty yeah it's pretty hectic yeah it's pretty good though so they use very old school systems um in ed so you use something called edis which i've never been exposed to mm. um and hibiscus and they're very old programs you can tell how old oh, the hibiscus yeah. program hibiscus is. is like you know what you see in like those hacker movies where there's that green writing and it's like all in bold capital letters and you write like <laughs> yeah. all these codes in and you end up cracking some system that's what it reminds me of every time i open it 100 percent. spot on mate spot on <laughs> it's a very frustrating system yeah. that's for sure um but once you kind of learn it it's it's fine so sometimes like it obviously feels really busy because you're doing like every kind of aspect like you know like all the parts for that one patient where when you're in a big ed department 
I don't know, you've just got so many people helping out with things. So yeah, it just takes, I mean, admin people, I just, man, I took them for granted. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever took them for granted, but now I just appreciate them like times a thousand more. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Um, and then what? So there's a resource and then we've got like a little tiny HDU section is what they kind of call it, but it just kind of is a little tiny ward with two beds for more advanced monitoring. It's like within the ward though. So it's still in yeah. the, it's not like a separate ward. It's within the ward. But you just put your more kind of sick yeah. patients there. Um, what else? And then you've just got your regular bay. We take children, we take babies all the way up to obviously elderly here. Yeah. Um, but if someone is ill, then they will get flown out. So obviously we're on an island. So we have a lot of helicopters going in and out of this island constantly. Mm-hmm. Someone from an outer island might hurt their arm and will need a possible x-ray. So they will get a flight from their island to us to have an x-ray, get assessed, and then either go back to the island or stay. Yeah. And then if they need surgery, for example, then they'll usually go to Cairns or Townsville Hospital. So they obviously get a bit upset if they hurt themselves or yeah. they know that they're unwell, that they're going to have to get flown away because they're leaving They're leaving their country. You know, this is their land. This is their country. And to be taken away from your family and stuff and have to go to Cairns is, is a really big deal. So they kind of avoid hospital as long as, as, long as possible. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But yeah, in saying that the ward is super small, like even with those two little HGU beds, I think in total there's nine beds. One of those, only one of those is a negative pressure room, which we can use for COVID patients. Um, and I think we have actually kind of expanded and taken over part of maternity because technically we're not supposed to use the other two rooms that are yeah, down there. Yeah, well, we have seven beds, but we use those other two yeah. if we need it. And then maternity have, uh, I think, two birth suites and then a four-bedded room. Yeah. Um, so th- thankfully we have maternity here, so we don't have to deal with any of that because that's scary as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Thank God they work so hard, the midwives here. Like they do so much antenatal care Mm -hmm. then obviously labor delivery and then a lot of um, postnatal care as well for the outer islands as well as Thursday Islands. So damn, those girls are hard workers. You can't um, work as a male midwife here as well. Wow. I didn't know that. So there's um, male obstetricians. So we have doctors that are, you know, like in the rural settings when they're like a GP slash anesthetist or a GP slash obstetric doctor and they're like rurally trained. Um, so we have male obstetric doctors here, but in terms of having a midwife, you can't work as a male midwife here. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's not women's business, apparently. That is yeah. all I know about. I mean, that's the that issue. Yeah. Um, what else about the hospital? Well, I can tell you one thing. They were what? drilling all day today and that's all I can still think of right now. They what, sorry? They were drilling all day. There's a lot of maintenance going on right now. Oh, man. Intense. Um, but otherwise, apart from that, all the other nursing equipment is all the same. All your OBS machines are the same. All your monitors are like the same. All Philips monitors. Um, yeah, all OBS are the same. They're, they've got a tiny little med room. Um, but pretty much everything you need in the pharmacy is literally within the hospital. And yeah. they're super good. They always answer the door. And you can literally just take over your chart and be like, we don't have this. Can I please have it? And you yeah. can actually go to pharmacy after hours and go get meds out of there and sign them out yourself. So very it's well a pretty stocked. self-sufficient little system. They also, um, oh, I just remembered one. There's something that I wasn't exposed to. I don't think it's just a rural thing. It's just something I wasn't exposed to before. But the ventilators they have here is Oxylog, but as well as a Hamilton. Yeah. And I'd never have seen a Hamilton before. So I had to like YouTube a video on like how to do the self-check yeah. and stuff. It's a weird self-check, that thing. <laughs> it is a weird self-check now that I think of it. So but I've weird. done it so many times that I'm just so used to it. Oh, man, I was not. I, 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 was like, I oh. do not like Oxylogs. I mean, they are super old school and I guess they get the job done, but I just do not like them. Having worked in ICU and getting all the fanciest, you know, ventilators and Oxylog is just like this, you know, the slum of all the... <laughs> 
<laughs> of all the ventilators. It's just <laughs> I hate it. The slum of the slum. But the Hamiltons are the Hamiltons are really new. They're really good. But they are not that they have one here or anything, but they're they are super good for MRIs and stuff because they're MRI mm-hmm. compatible. Whereas the other ventilators aren't, and you usually have to put like five meter ventilator extensions on. Um, oh or you have to know. bag the patient in the room. So we used to have to take patients from ICU to MRI and the doctor would have to actually stay in the room the entire time and bag them the entire MRI. Oh my God. Yeah. That's Back when those things didn't exist. So they're super good. They also like come off the little handle thing and they can actually just like put the ventilator like right on the bed, which is mm. really cool. Um, So they're super good for getting in the helicopters and whatnot. So they use them for the transfers. So yeah, that's yeah. why they love the, um, the Hamiltons here as well. Cause on, yeah. on the flights, they're very cool. Yes. Very cool stuff. Oh, I just realized as well, we do have an operating theater here. Yeah. They're very lucky. It is just a one um, one operating theater, but they do like normal um, lists such as like scopes, like gastroscopies, endoscopies, um, mm-hmm. colonoscopies, whatnot. And they do some types of emergency surgeries, but if it's anything kind of significant, then they kind of have to go flow in the cans. Yeah. Have to. Have they to. Like seizures, DNCs, things like that too. Yeah. yeah, and marina insertions, little gynae list. I think they do a gynae list once a month and they do a dental list as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it only operates a maximum twice a week and then they have an on-call team as well. So mm. it's so good that this island actually has that as well, like an actual operating theatre. It's amazing, yeah. especially for incision and drainages because like there's a lot of wound infections up here as well, a yeah. lot. Something in the water, I tell you. But yeah, I think um, work-wise, it's pretty cruisy. Like, you can have busy days, obviously, like everywhere, but you're usually pretty well staffed most of the time. I know like obviously agency and stuff come and go and they don't have as many people that are permanent here. And like, obviously now with COVID ramping up, it obviously makes things a bit more complicated. Um, but yeah, you're usually pretty good. You're usually not run off your feet or anything like that. Um, and everyone's super supportive and whatnot. So yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience. Great team, and yeah. Great team environment you for get sure. Paid well as an agency, obviously we all know agency nurses get paid well and you do get paid really well. Oh, that's another thing oh, that if you're yeah. coming to do a contract here for longer than four weeks, you must request that you get agency paid the entire time because they're technically supposed to swap, well, not technically, but they swap you over to Queensland Health Pay after four weeks if you don't say something, which is what's happened to Jess. Yes. She's kind of getting paid half of what she was getting. So Yes, I'm pretty pissed about that. Mm. So I was just so excited about the contract that I just signed it and was like, whatever. So I got paid three weeks of agency and then it'll be five weeks of Queensland Health. But when you get changed over to Queensland Health, so agency, you get paid weekly, right? Every week, so consistent. When then you swap over to Queensland Health and you don't get paid for three weeks because of the way that their Mm. cycle is. Then I got my pay finally. And I was like, this is the worst pay ever. Like, oh my God. But you actually get leave and stuff. You get sick leave, annual leave, which is like kind of okay. And I get that paid out at the end. But I just wish to God that I had looked at that and said to them, can I just be agency the whole time? Because you can. You can negotiate things like that. Like, and mm. and like always do that. Like you don't get anywhere unless you ask, right? Yeah, exactly. So ask. Um, I will be doing that if I ever come back or yeah. just for future contracts. I'm going to say... No, I want to just be agency, take it or leave it. I know. It's funny though, because like once you do start agency nursing, like obviously we both had full-time jobs for our respective, you know, like state health places and you get used to the pay that you were getting, like say, I don't know what it was back in the day, like $1,800 a fortnight where I'd be getting as a like, yeah, like one or two out of nursing. And now like we get that almost per week. And so it's kind of like when you go back to kind of thinking about how it was and now, you're an agency nurse. You kind of sometimes I feel like a bit of a knob, but I'm like, I don't want to be paying, getting paid that anymore. I get paid I agency now. 
agency is the way to go, man. Like for really me to is. get a full-time job or I'll have to have some crazy, crazy incentives. Like, yeah, I know. Right? I don't know. Like meet the man of my dreams or like something to do that. Cause yeah, I'm not doing that. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you don't get paid enough for the work that you do. Like, I mean, even with agencies, sometimes like you're working your body ass off. Everyone knows that as a nurse, like we can work our butts off yeah. and getting paid like, you know, state wages. I mean, no one's getting paid enough. Like, Nurses are not getting paid enough. Everyone by the gets. Government. Everyone it's, should get pay rise. Man. It's cooked. Like it's not enough money. Those nurses, especially during COVID, they're all slaving their asses away. Like in their those ICUs, they get paid no more to stand in PPE for twelve hours a day. That to me is fucked. Yeah. But anyway, that's not something to go into today. But anyway, but we're yes. per agency. So look at that contract before you sign it, and don't be afraid to negotiate. Okay. Yes. Flick a message and just say negotiate. Hey. And if they say no, then still take the contract because it's a bloody amazing yeah. experience. But I'm just saying you have options, and I wish that I had looked at those options. Yeah, and I guess having come to one, I guess Torres Strait Island, you get more opportunities to go to others. So the longer you're here, the more opportunities you get to go and potentially work in clinics on other islands. Um, they run little clinics during the day, and you'd be like the one nurse, and you'd go over and run the clinic for the day, and also yeah. gives you kind of more primary healthcare experience that you can then go to more isolated places as well. Like I guess in the Northern Territory and the top of Queensland and Weeper and things like that, they also have, I guess, similar systems. So it kind of sets you up to be able to do those things too. Yeah, absolutely. I love primary healthcare. I'm actually yeah. really enjoying doing ED and like doing more primary. Healthcare. I really like it too. It's like, it's like being, it's like so holistic because Instead yeah. of you having all these people that do things for you and it's like all these different branches, you kind of do everything yourself, which I really love because I love being autonomous and doing stuff myself um, and like, Definitely. you know, getting the Using blood your myself, brain, putting cannulas in myself. Doing, that's, it's fun. I know. I love it. I yeah. actually really love it. Um, one thing as well that I really thought was fascinating is um, they have those LA bacillin um, injections oh, here. Yeah. And what they are is like, instead of taking um, like antibiotics every single day, sometimes people here are a little bit non-compliant with medication use. Yeah. Um, and especially when it's really needed for wound infections or strep or something like that. Um, and they just maybe don't understand how significantly sick they're going to be if they don't take the antibiotics. So what they do is an LA bacillin which is a penicillin-based like um, injection that lasts an entire month. The actual fluid is so thick. Like yeah. it is so thick. And you're supposed to put it in, I hope to God I say this right, the ventrogluteal. Yeah, ventrogluteal. That's an area that I'd never really kind of used before. They're trying to aim more for that area, but we just kind of do the upper outer quadrant of what's the top right part of the butt? <laughs> I don't I'm know, feeling side so, butt. I'm off night shift, guys. I'm like really like not cool right now. Your side butt? I don't know. I know side butt. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're used to like them doing it on the side butt, right? Um, but they're trying to kind of change the practice a little bit more to like more on the ventrogluteal gluteal side. But it's kind of up to you. But I did the package recently. Um, you can do an online package on the RHD website, rheumatic heart disease website, and you can actually do an LA bacillin um, learning package, which I would recommend Definitely. doing. It's super fascinating. It is um, so fascinating. So fascinating. And you, in, when you inject it, oh, my God, it takes two minutes to inject this thick white liquid. It looks like thick propofol, right? Mm. And it is so painful, like so painful. So you always ice ice the butt cheek first for a while. There's a thing called Buzzy Bee, and you put the Buzzy Bee on the side and it actually vibrates kind of the muscle. And then apparently that kind of helps the pain side of things as well. And then extra ice and some Panadol. And it's just a really painful experience, but a lot of the children have to have it. So yeah, you just have to kind of be that tough nurse that goes, all right, 
and just get on with it and do what yeah. needs to be done because they're going to get really sick if they don't have it. So that was just something that I was super scared of. I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And now I'm like, hold still. <laughs> Take it like a man. I'm like, give me your butt cheek. It's happening. And I'm like holding them so still trying to inject yeah. it. But um, fascinating experience for sure. They had us have some really interesting cases here as well. Like, I guess things that you wouldn't really think of in like being, I guess, in a more like, I don't know, I, get, I don't know, I guess accessible city or state or whatever um, or area because so many things here, they get these these minor infections that you think nothing of in a city. You think, oh, that's just like a, so, you know, like something like school sores, you get them at school and it's just like a little stra- strep or staph infection. Even you don't cut think, on the toe. Yeah, you don't think basic. anything of it. Like you kind of as a kid and you, you know, you go to the doctor, you get some antibiotics, you know, you're all sorted out. Um, but here it just escalates a lot more and they don't go and get help for it. And then it ends up turning into some serious stuff like rheumatic heart disease, like Jess was talking about before. It's crazy. The side effects and the long-term effects that a child and an adult can have from having an untreated staph or strep infection. Um, And also looked after a kid recently who had PSGN, which I'd never heard of before, but it's post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis. I can never say this word. (laughs) Glomerulonephritis. So basically his kidneys are screwed. Like his kidneys are terrible because- Was he peeing blood? Because I looked after one that was peeing blood in front of him. Yeah, he was peeing blood because his kidneys were so screwed because they had then become infected with strep um, and had Mm -hmm. to start, like started to basically not work and he was in kidney failure. This guy, this boy was like, so young like six and then they then their hearts screw up and their pancreas yeah, and like, like he could potentially lose his kidneys oh and just lose his life potentially yeah um from psgn um so if they're not compliant with those la bacillin shots for another kind of strep or stra- staph infection it can lead to these things and it can lead to like really 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 severe organ issues yeah, um it's so it's actually crazy what you see because it's just something that you don't think about in i guess like in more of like a first world hospital like I guess like more of a I don't know tertiary hospital these things in tertiary cities you don't think about these things yeah yeah and it's very sad because it's it's these poor little kids lives and they they're just so tiny and so so young and they shouldn't have to go through things like that and like if they get rheumatic fever and from that strep infection at a young age they have to have those LA bacillin shots for 10 years every month for 10 years because their heart is just like messed up their kidneys all that like it's incredible so sometimes in the outer islands so there's like so many islands in the Torres Strait right so if someone needs to come from an outer island because they're unwell they usually present being really unwell because they don't want to leave their island to come to Thursday Island you know they're away from their whole family they're away from their whole land and everything like that so you just have to be mindful when you're like dealing with these people and be really patient with them as well because it's a very scary especially if they've never even left their island before mm. to them be in this bigger island with all these people everywhere and like yeah it's it's quite confronting yeah. for them but they usually do present quite sick because they don't want to go and get yeah checked by the doctor because it's just not really what they want to do so they're becoming more and more like um aware and so a lot of them will bring the kids in straight away and say look they've got a school sore give them the la bacillin shot right yeah. now and you'll be like yep no worries pop it in yeah yeah so that was definitely something that um i found super interesting being it is super interesting and heaps of like weird and wonderful stinger bites and like things that weird and wonderful in the ocean there's some crazy things out there up here in the torres strait like some things you've never even heard of some jellyfish that you've never you could not even see with your eyes and they end up like you know royally fucking you up so there's just so many things to learn or something or like oh it's it always 
I always screw it up when I try and say it. Irukandji. 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 Yeah. Isn't that right? Irukandji. Yeah. Yes. God. Doing a podcast like in between <laughs> night shifts. I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to roll today. Yeah, girl. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, like the outer butt cheek. <laughs> Layman terms. Layman terms. That, oh, oh yeah. But yeah, so a lot of jellyfish, a lot mm-hmm. of crocs, a lot of sharkies, a lot of everything could bite you. Yeah, oh, and yeah. apparently the water is really, really bad for wounds. You know, when you're supposed to swim in like the ocean yes. and the salt water is supposed to heal your wounds and be all lovely. Doesn't That's another that, yeah. reason that they get severe staph infections is because they mm-hmm. cut themselves on the rocks and walking around with no shoes on um, and then they go on the water. And apparently because the water is so hot up here, the bacteria actually manifest in the water so oh is that why that makes sense yeah because it's Cause when you go hot. for a swim it's never refreshing hey it's never it's really warm. it feels like a bathtub yeah so apparently the bacteria just like manifest in there and then you go in the water and you know you get so bad so a lot of people who have actually got like midgy bites and mos- mosquito bites that bites and stuff that have turned into abscesses and then they've gone in the water and it's actually turned really bad and they've needed iv antibiotics and this is like nurses and doctors and stuff that have come on the island so just be yeah. super careful everyone and you know if you do have open wounds and cuts that like, you know, aren't looking too great, probably don't go in the water. Yeah, go get seen, man. Oh, yeah. I've just got to, oh, I'm just like rotating in my closet right now. Oh my God, oh, we probably should wrap this thing up because Jess is sitting in the closet. Oh my God, um, it's so hot in here. I'm, I'm dying. Long time. The things I do for you guys, the things I do. I know, this closet. is how we get content out. Jess sits in the closet. Um, But yes, if anyone does have any other questions, please hit us up. Some quick tips before we go. Get over here, make some friends with people with boats because that's how you see some some really cool stuff. There's Wednesday Island, Thursday Island, Friday Island. There's Goods Island. There's POW Island, Prince of Wales Island. There's just so many places and so many things so to see and they all are so unique and so beautiful. And honestly, you think the Whit Sundays and all those things are stunning. It is nothing compared to what you see up here. Like oh. the water is so turquoise and so blue. And the photos that we put up, like we're not putting filters on those that's like legit the color of the ocean like oh but sometimes is, i put a filter on i mean sometimes but, but man, of course you it's know, just but enhancing the color that great. it already was because <laughs> you can't like you can't do it justice in photos you really can't it is stunning <laughs> if you've got a drone bring a bloody bring drone 100 percent. yeah but if somebody does um like take you out in the boat i always just say like it's really nice to just buy them some beer or yeah. like buy them stuff because it's obviously like petrol's a bit expensive here and yeah um it takes up a lot of petrol like you know boating around all the time so yeah just give them something a little little something something little carton of beer yeah. or something and they're always really really appreciate it yeah. everybody get yourself some yetis get a dry bag get yourself to ti because you won't regret it it's bloody oh, epic love it. And so yeah, good i think that's all we got yeah i mean my ass is so dead right now i can't think of anything yeah i'm pretty else. sure i'm gonna have to help jess get out of the closet right now so we're gonna you are gonna have to help you me get out and as always as every episode we are leaving you with love life and laughter always from your girls from keep your gin up bye guys, bye guys. thank you <laughs> bye we also could just not leave this nursing episode without telling you about the sweet ass little referral bonus it is 500 bucks for you and for me, doll. If you tell either of our names, Jessica Tully or Zana Man or Alexandra Man, whichever you prefer, because it's my real name, nobody knows that. Um, but a little referral bonus if you want to come and work for Affinity or HCA, Healthcare Australia. Um, we both work both, work, work, blah, 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 blah. we work for both of them. <laughs> and yeah, it's a little bonus for joining up. So if you are thinking about doing agency nursing, give them that name or give them our name. And yeah, we'll be all cashed up, Bogans. <laughs> <laughs>